Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cinema Swap, the podcast where we take a look at older movies and think, if this was made today, who'd be cast as the main characters? Uh, I'm your host, Chris, here with uh, my co-host, Forrester. I, I was secretly hoping you'd be like, do the normal intro and we would just pause and wait for Sam and just be like, oh, never mind, Sam's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, listeners, Sam is not here this week. Uh, because he's a busy, scholarly uh, little boy, and you know he's finishing up his second degree, I think. So he's just kind of busy with school stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so school stuff, like. And I decided, and, and Sam decided as well that uh, we'll <laughs> try to get him on as many episodes as possible. Um, but if he's too busy one week, then we'll uh, we'll still bang out some great content for you. But it'll just be uh, the Chris and Forrester show. Just and the episodes minutes. might be uh, a little shorter and more digestible. <laughs> or maybe they'll be longer. <laughs> Who knows? I, I was just... He's, he's busy. Sam's busy with all of his uh, school stuff, like, I don't know, rubbing leather-bound books. It's been a while since I've been in school, so... Yeah, no, I haven't... I graduated back in 2015, so I imagine he's sitting in an empty classroom, like, lecture hall, waiting for a prof to show up. But, uh, you know... It's it's COVID. Yeah, 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 exactly. All the props somehow, are dead. Somehow he just isn't aware of that. Sam has never been aware of this. And he's been accidentally, like, very lucky when it comes to it. He's committed to showing up, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's a good student, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, Sam will be back uh, next week. Uh, we got a great episode for you guys then. Um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to do some Forrester and Chris episodes. Uh, we'll we'll have Sam in as many as possible. I mean, it's only till like April. He gra- that's when he graduates in in May or June or whatever. So yeah, unless he fails his book rubbing class. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, and we're also gonna look to have some great guests coming down the pipe as well to get on. You know, back to the three uh, the three person or even four person episodes. So whoa, four people. Yeah, we've done that once before, and it was uh... an abysmal failure. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> Uh, it it makes me sad i think i've actually just repressed that part of my memory and like every time it comes back to me and i'm like oh no (laughs) i have weird flashbacks when i'm walking through like a grain of like a wheat field but like it's horrifying (laughs) you have wheat field flashbacks eh? you were holding your hand out feeling the yeah and then i see my my uh my son and wife get murdered uh Mm. one of them by literally being hit by a horse i forgot that was in it and I imagine trampled by every other horse. Yeah, I, that is an incredible shot. Uh, best shot of the movie. Oh, because you see that kid get smoked by, like, yeah. the flank of the horse. I, I, I wanted to go back and pause and just be like, how did it has, like, it's a dummy cut, but, like, it's really, like, <laughs> why? It was unnecessary yeah. is what I'm getting. <laughs> the crazy thing about that as well is that that kid's got to be pretty strong and hardy because not only did he get smoked by a horse – trampled by like 12 other horses apparently he survived that and then when they ended up killing them afterwards because yeah well they crucified him but yeah i see now here's the thing either a either a that is uh just uh the emperor being a dick and like basically it that's not the way it happened he's just doing that to get a rise or b that kid is like superhuman probably still alive and there's room for a sequel just yeah throwing it out there Gladiator 2. Too Gladiator 2 Furious. <laughs> he 
he has to get a team of gladiators together to heist the jewel while they're gladiating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, uh, listeners, uh, in case that wasn't enough hints, uh, we're talking about Gladiator. <laughs> Gladiator. Wow, what a film. I was, you know what's great about the fact that we did this one? I've been wanting to watch it again for a long time because it's, it's just such a good movie. And I'm I mean, so happy we were able to do it. Best Picture, year uh, 2001 or whatever, because that's be previous. Well, I guess yeah, it came out in 2000, so it would have won in 01. Yeah, but. That's a weird way to do things, but you get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, wait, Best Picture, Best uh, Actor, Best Sound Design. It won five Oscars and was nominated for another, like, eight. This might be our award-winningest movie that we've looked at yet. <laughs> yeah, which I... I once I started watching again, I immediately regretted choosing this because I was like, "This is I don't think I could, this is really good." <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. Normally, there's some room for improvement. This one, I the biggest complaint I had was like, they could probably color grade it a little bit better. There's some scenes that are really blue for no reason because <laughs> all the uniforms are blue and the gladiators wearing their tunics. <laughs> yeah, I, that was all I could think of. Like, there's a lot of yellow scenes, which makes it feel hot and warm. And then there's like one scene that's just way more blue than it needs to be. And I think that was it was intentional, but I don't think it was worth it. <laughs> you know what? You know what makes it worth it though? That Hans Zimmer score. That yeah. pretty Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's I love that like he like wrote a score so well that he was like, you know what? It's got another couple movies in it. Yeah, just use it again. And then just takes like a different it. chunk. He's like, well, what about this part? Yeah, it's great. Oh, Talk about sex music. Um and also like that opening scene where they're in Germania fighting, like, the barbarians. I, I was about to say, I bet Chris had, like, a boner the whole time he was watching. Well, I'm a big, I'm a big history nerd, and I love, I love learning about ancient Rome. So, it's like, I love watching this movie just because, like, I just get so fired up. I mean, that battle yeah. scene is amazing. It's, it's not the most historically accurate film, but no. it's, it's good enough. <laughs> I mean, technically, Commodus was actually murdered by a wrestler. Yeah, in a in a bath, which yeah. feels like a weird sex accident to me, but I'm just going to let that slide. Yeah, I remember watching a documentary about it. I don't think it was a sex-related thing. <laughs> I think he got in there and murdered him and then scampered off. <laughs> um, I, I mean, again, I am not an ancient Roman uh, scholar, so I I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't like a sexy thing. I think he was like, People hated Commodus, and so he was let in there as like an assassin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that that is actually what happened. But, oh, okay. Uh, I just yeah, and you know if it was a weird torrid sex thing that like the Romans would have written about it because they love that stuff. Uh, Caligula so, and Nero. Oh, sorry, audience. Uh, we're both raising our eyebrows very rapidly. Yeah, <laughs> hard and fast. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy? about this movie though is like it was made to be like a huge blockbuster kind of film but also took all those oscars home well it's it's the thing that like you can make a big blockbuster and still hire really talented actors but i think they maybe like lucked out slightly by the fact that like i mean really scott does a pretty good job of casting 
well, he doesn't do the casting. Whoever does his casting does a pretty good job. But like a lot of these people are at like fairly early on in their careers. Russell Crowe was in his early 30s. I looked up how old he was and the movie's 21 (laughs) years old. So yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm like, it's, you kind of lucked out that you picked up all these like amazing actors for this movie. And that's really what made it like such a good film. It's blockbuster, but there's also still a lot of character in it more than anything else. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's just like, you don't see that as much anymore. I mean, like maybe stuff like Hacksaw Ridge where it's like a big um, war movie. And I think they, they won some Oscars or at least nominated for some Oscars for that. Um, Yeah. Probably. That seems about right. World War II movies. There's definitely a separation now between like big popcorn flicks and award pictures. A lot of the time there is some crossover, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is a good example of something that was like, (laughs) just so good. Everything in it just blended together with the magic of Hans Zimmer and Ridley (laughs) Scott and Russell Crowe. And Joaquin Phoenix and just fight around the-, the world, Tugger. <laughs> <laughs> I know who. Like at the time, I feel. What else did he do? Something right before this. I mean, Honestly, he did like Romper he- Stomper, which is not a good example of like you being like, "Yes, I'm gonna cast that guy as my hero." <laughs> when did uh, When did A Beautiful Mind come out? Was he in that? I, that's what I was trying to remember, but I think that's after. Like, Probably. I think. Yeah, Beautiful Mind. To Google! We don't have Sam here to look up all the oh, other shit. Oh, Beautiful Mind came out the year after. So wow. it was like, it's not one of his first, first films, but it's still so early in his career that like, this is unexpected. Um, also like, <laughs> yeah, hold on. I have a list of like fun facts because within the first like, it's a, oh, so it's a much longer movie than you think it is. Yes, it's like two hours 40, I think. Yeah, but, like, it's, like, 40 minutes before he's, like, an actual gladiator. And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't remember that first part being that long. But I have a list of pretty much just notes from the first part. And then I started really, like, watching it. <laughs> okay, hit uh, us with your notes. <laughs> okay. Wait, it begins... Forrester, wait. Yeah. On my signal, unleash notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how long do you think it'll take before one of us quotes this movie in a terrible way? Oh, come on, man. Just wait. I got the quotes lined up. <laughs> okay, so I wrote funny things and you just wrote those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the movie starts with, like, the battle scene. But, like, the very next, like, main scene is, like, literally someone being hugged to death. Yeah. I thought about how weird that was and I was like, I wonder if Ridley Scott has weird, like... Daddy issues? Intimacy issues with his father. Like... <laughs> Like, literally hugged to death. And I was like, this is a strange thing now that I think about it. It feels like he should have been poisoned or, like, suffocated in his sleep. I, or I forgot he was hugged to death. I thought that Commodus smothers him with a pillow. And then as soon as he was hugging his dad, I'm like, oh, yes. This, he just has really thick, billowy robes that apparently can suffocate oh, a person. He just got, like, rock and pecs. And he just, like is able to like squeeze the air out of his father's face with his moves. Well, Joaquin Phoenix is a sturdy dude in this movie. Like he is, I don't know how tall he is, but he is like, he's kind of, he's like a little jacked for it. Well, he's, he's probably the most cut in the film. I'd say Russell Crowe is like beefy though. Like that's the right way to describe him where there's not a lot of definition in his muscles, but you know, he's like big. Yeah. It's because he eats well because he's a general. (laughs) 
That's true. Okay. Uh, that brings me not entirely to my second. Oh God, not to my second note. That was not a segue to this note. It would be very bad if it was a segue to this note. I was going to say the dog disappears fairly quickly from the film. <laughs> he eats the dog. <laughs> and I was like, oh God. But I think I don't that think was, they like, took the dog to be executed with him. They, I, well, I was about to say the dog's not even in. It's in that first scene. And you go, oh, best dog friend. And that's kind of where the dog disappears. I'm like, was that even his dog? And then I thought about it more and went, you know, they knew they couldn't keep the dog around because he's going to be executed, all that stuff, and everything he loves dies. So they just quietly ushered the dog off, like, screen so that they wouldn't have to kill the dog. Yeah. Which brought me to the next part where they're just totally okay showing a kid get trampled by horses. (laughs) Like, we (laughs) can't kill a dog. But this young boy... Dogs are cuter than kids, Forrester. (laughs) I mean, clearly that's the case. Um, You can have a warehouse (laughs) full of trampled six-year-olds, but as soon as you start (laughs) killing one or two dogs... People are up in arms. Exactly. I I actually wrote in all caps on my like phone. Just they actually show a child getting run over by a horse. <laughs> I I forgot how like again we're talking about the scene of the game because it's so visceral because he gets smoked by that fucking horse. <laughs> like he rocked off like hitting a football player on the wrong side of the pads. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say it's like seeing a football player just get like demolished. Oh, God. anybody catch a number of that bus? um and then the other thing that's kind of fun is they they do kind of explain how he ends up in like africa and stuff like it's geographically this movie makes sense well he's down in spain and they brings him to north africa so yeah so he's in that was the thing i was thinking about and then i looked up like some of the locations i was like that actually tracks that's pretty that's about right Um, i imagine they brought him from spain to like just across the Mediterranean, like not even to Egypt or anything. He's just like probably literally just across the pond. Yeah, like Tunisia or something. Well, that was that was what I was thinking about. That was like or Algeria. I was like that. I was like, how does he end up there again? And how did they pick him up? Like, there's just a slave train going across Spain. I was like, ah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, and they're just like, ah, this, this guy looks slave this guy train looks going across valuable. Spain. There, see a huge plume of smoke coming from the countryside, and then go to you know scavenge whatever's kicking around there. Yeah, and you're like, wow, this guy looks depressed. We should make him a slave. <laughs> well, I don't know if he was wearing any of his armor or anything when he passed out after, like, digging the grave for his family. So they just like, oh, here's a person. <laughs> yeah, let's just pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, fun stuff. That's, that, that was my list of fun things, and I started really, like, getting into the movie. So I... Uh... <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, this is when the movie really starts anyway. Yeah, that, well... Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's when Act 2 starts. Yeah. Now, speaking of when the movie really starts, I guess this is when the podcast kind of really starts because, Forrester, let's talk about who uh, we're recasting for this episode about Gladiator. Um, (laughs) Congratulations. You know, if we're doing just you and me episode, it'll be a little smaller. Maybe we just focus on Maximus and Commodus. But then we thought, um, Maximus's best gladiator buddy uh, Juba uh, is around a lot and we should cover him as well yeah I think so too and now the other thing though I, I did think about watching this movie that we probably should have done um, Lucilla yeah I, yeah I thought about that and I was like oh well I didn't think about it soon enough is the best way to put it because like I, I forgot how much of the movie she's in and also how amazing that actress is mm-hmm. in this movie 
yeah, sorry. Maybe we'll, okay, I'll let you jump into the original actors. and. Yeah, so like I said, we're talking about um, Juba, Maximus, Commodus. So Juba, originally played by Jimon Hunsu. Jimon, uh, Jimon Hansu. Hansu, okay. Yeah, imagine, okay. so I know it starts with a D, but if, that's a good way to remember the first name because if you said it with the D, it would be Digimon. Yeah. yeah, the so D is just, silent. It's just Jamon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jamon Hansu. Okay, thank you for it, sir. I'm usually pretty I'm, good with the names. I'm not, so I, I wanted to make sure I got that one right. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Emperor Commodus, played by Joaquin Phoenix, and General Maximus uh, Decimus Meridius, played by Russell Crowe originally. Yes. Um, I am going to mention, yeah, uh, what's her name? Lucilla? Lucilla. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Lavidia, but that's another weird Latin name. Uh, Lucilla, who's Connie Nielsen? Uh, phenomenal actress. I was like, what else has she been in? And just not a lot. Like, Yeah. And I was like, I'm surprised because it feels like everyone else in this movie has gone on to do like pretty big things or started off in pretty big things. But I was like, I was very surprised by that. Um, anyways, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there because I was like, I'm sorry we didn't cat like recast her, but she's great. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the reasons why because like we wanted originally, I was thinking just Maximus and Commodus, so we could like get into the nitty gritty of it. But then, yeah, and not you know spend more time dicking about. Yeah, which obviously we, we don't do. Um, <laughs> we are professionals. But, yeah, I uh, we I wanted to have kind of like the 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 best buddy character there as well. The, uh, the gladiator pal. So. Not, uh, what's the big German guy's name? I don't remember. Oh, I don't even know. He, he's great, but let's just say um, he's just played by Dolph Lundgren 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, amazing. So we've uh, talked a lot about the movie and the main cast originally. So let's take a very quick break, listeners. And we'll be right back with your cinema swapping uh, action madness. And we are back, everybody. Thank you for uh, your patience during that break. You know, we always, uh, if you're if you're a regular listener, you know they're always very very long breaks because we like to ease ease everybody back. You know, get everybody mentally prepared. Yeah, for, and uh, when we. When we finally get our corporate sponsors, it'll make a lot more sense. Yeah, you, we just get, you know, only 9,990 more listeners. We'll be good to go. <laughs> On our uh, way. Yeah, we got hey, to start somewhere, right? On the road again. Um, and speaking of starting somewhere, let's start by recasting uh, Juba, who originally played by Jamon Hansu, who's this, uh, I guess he's, they call him, he's from Nubia. He's this big uh big african gladiator um but in my new movie i think it'd be really fun to have juba played by jason momoa oh and he could okay. he could still be like a, a mysterious desert warrior type dude he maybe he could be like more egyptian or um uh assyrian or something like that but that's i i do like that pick i had him like it just, he was in the back of my mind, like yeah. for this movie. And I was trying to think of where I could fit him in. That's a cool way to do it because it does feel like that character just needs to be someone who isn't new to being a slave, 
and like we'll just fight but it's more of yeah just a best friend like supporting character really i, I think jason momoa could also like not not to knock uh jimon honsu at all because like that's not the way the character was written but i bet now if it was made and jason momoa's cast it would also be like a little more uh charming like he, he could be a bit more like buddy <laughs> with him you know what i mean like i feel Jason like Moe's big big badass dude but also like i think the the friendship between maximus and juba would be a little more fun you know what i mean that's fair i do feel like like the friendship in this movie is more of a like a camaraderie in misery um but also i i don't well i don't know that's it it is definitely a different pick i don't think it's bad because jason momoa is quite like he's a good actor and he i think he does maybe a supporting role quite well he doesn't get a lot of a lot of those though well Um, the thing is the thing is for this because this is a big blockbuster movie i'm casting a list i'm i want to cast like who i have picked for maximus big a list kind of thing so i think jason momoa wouldn't outshine who i picked that's you know that is a good point i did not cast a-list people at all i think i made a wrong choice on this one um but also i think i see i like him better as the big german friend who's more comedic i think he would do that role pretty well too you know that's not that's not a bad point at all i just think jason moa could be absolutely savage as well like i think it'd be i'm thinking halfway between cal drogo and aquaman that's where we're slotting in this character you're just thinking of conan the barbarian that's what you're thinking of that's how i've never seen the new conan the barbarian but i'll take your word for it well you're the reason we never got a sequel that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) they were waiting for one more viewer yeah there's like on the verge and someone's like yeah yeah and it like goes down one i was like no Yeah, right, well, okay. Forrester, tell me who you picked to play Juba. That's fair. So I actually, you know, I, I was having a harder time with this one. Um, and in the back of my mind, in a previous episode, someone had brought up an actor and I made note because I was like, I forgot about this guy. And he's actually like so versatile, but he doesn't get like, he's not super big. So he won't certainly won't overshadow uh, who I picked as my main. Um, but I went with Winston Duke. That was me. I brought oh, him up. There you go. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, Black Panther as the, uh, I forget his name, the leader M- of the Mabatu, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but mostly the thing that made me go, whoa, he's really versatile is he was also the dad in Us. And I was like, what? Yeah. That's not the same guy. And then it was like mind blown that it was the same guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking, I guess more in line with uh, Jaman's character where it's like his portrayal where it's just like more of a quiet character like yeah quiet. he knows his stuff and he's a little bit more pragmatic than like just do what you need to do to survive i'm gonna see my family just keep going kind of thing earn your freedom yeah for sure no i like that honestly he was the first one i thought of as well when i was trying to think of actors but then i i thought of jason momoa and i'm like oh but it'd be so much it'd be so much fun with jason momoa that i just I stuck on that but i did think of winston duke almost right away because i do really like him and and i agree i think he'd do a great job um because he can be like you said like he can be like quiet type but also huge badass warrior dude at the same time yeah i just i you know what i just thought about this too that like i think you leaned you know we brought up that it is like it's a blockbuster but it's also like uh like a really good like character piece as well Mm -hmm. 
I think you lean towards the blockbuster and I maybe have leaned towards the character piece more. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say that like we aren't both like balancing them, but I just thought about that and I was like, oh, maybe I made the wrong choice here. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so at all. I, I leaned into what would make this character really fun and you leaned into what would make this character deeper, same, I think. <laughs> as close as I can get to like, because yeah. I was like, I wish I could like, it. yeah, sorry, we should mention this too that this movie is really well fucking cast. Yeah, like when we talk about this afterwards, we kind of mentioned it up top. Like when we at the end when we recap, there's no way we're gonna have a better movie. Like <laughs> if we're lucky, it'll be as good. Like it's not gonna be better. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's lucky. He's like he's probably listening to this, being like, Whoo. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, there aren't enough TV actors I, who could really pull this one off. I was coming out this year. <laughs> oh god. I was coming out this year being like, man, I'm going to win every single one of these. And then this one came up and I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, anyway. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sidetracked. Uh, it's excellent great. choices, different ways of going about this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which I think is, is cool. Cause I think we'll have different things to talk about the same movie, but totally different movies at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, speaking of totally different damn that did not trans uh work so well commodus yeah so let's uh <laughs> yeah let's talk about who we cast for commodus the dichotomy between commodus God. and pretty much every other character <laughs> but i mean joaquin phoenix plays this so well like this God. just like sadistic creepy motherfucker I like i mean this... like roman emperors were wont to be but like he's just this like sneering and sniveling bastard like he's oh he's the worst this this movie i think i think he did it too well is the best way to put it that i think it actually hurt his acting career because this movie he does it so well that it's like it stains you kind of thing yeah i remember i think i've seen joaquin phoenix in just this movie because for many years i'm like oh i don't really like that guy it (laughs) exactly but then you watch other movies with him you're like no he's actually like a well he's a weird guy but he's still he's also a weird dude now as well i I watched his oscar speech um you know at the the start of 2020 and it's like fuck okay man like you're you know well wasn't i feel like his wasn't he raised in a cult yes he was yeah so Um, i'm just gonna say he came out of that actually doing all right (laughs) yeah no i mean not not to show joaquin phoenix i'm sure he's a fine enough dude um but in my version of Gladiator, okay. Um, and here's the thing: when I this is the hardest one for me to think about. I wrote down two names here, crossed them both out before I finally settled on who I was going to pick. Whoa, that's huge! I normally yeah, have like me, twenty names huge. and have to narrow it down. So originally, I thought I'm going to give out shoutouts to the two people I didn't pick. Okay. Originally, I thought, oh, maybe uh, Cillian Murphy who's in Peaky Blinders, uh, he was in the Dark Knight movies. Yeah, he does creepy very well. He does creepy well. Um, he's got an okay look for it, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think he's just like, I didn't, I didn't feel it. I wrote him down, crossed him out, didn't feel it. Yeah. Because I think he was too intense to do the, like, the sniveling and whininess properly. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then wow. I wrote down uh, Donald Gleason. Who uh, he plays General Hux in Star Wars. He's an ex Machina. He's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, he does sniffling very well. I think he does sniffling very well, but not. I mean, he's too scrawny. I don't think he's like jacked or built enough to be a guy who trains with other like 
soldiers and gladiators. Also, I even though it's true, actors can get in shape for movies. I feel like he would look weird if he was really in well, shape. He's a really pasty ginger guy, and if he had dark hair, he'd just look like a ghost. He's got a very narrow face too, so that on like a jacked body would just look uncomfortable. Yeah. So I I thought like those two actors, how can I combine that and find the best intensity, but also can do like the sadistic weasel type. Yeah, and without the use on... of a fly teleporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I actually settled on Ben Barnes, who he's in. Uh, he's he's in Netflix as the Punisher. He played. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in, uh, puzzle face guy. He was in also Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. He's in. I mean, he's a great actor. He's in a lot of other stuff as well. But like in those two shows specifically, he plays this very similar character this like intense violent asshole who is also like a sadistic sleazy bastard but like when he like breaks down and when he's beaten he like falls apart and is like a a mess that is a phenomenal choice he's also english so he has an accent i struggled with this one a lot actually and i feel like that is a that is kind of I ended like I was looking at someone who uh, can't remember the actor, but I was looking at someone who looked very similar to Ben Barnes, yeah. and I was trying to place my like finger on it. And I was like, it's not quite right. There's somebody who's better. I didn't end up with him, but I think that is a really good choice. And I think he's also like I think he's a, maybe I mean Joaquin Phoenix is pretty is really good in this, and he just does a good like solid solid like you hate him all the way through. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Ben Barnes could maybe add a little bit more charisma so you understand that this is someone who is, like, not incompetent. This is someone who can be threatening, but also, like, not threatening because he's, like, crazy and everyone just follows him, but because he's, like, crazy and, like, still a threat, like a valid threat. Am- ambitious. Like, he talks about – the character talks about his ambition in the movie. Yeah. You know, I, so I think, I think Ben Barnes also he's, – he's a, he's, a he's a tall dude, but he's also pretty jacked. Like he's in great shape, so I, it would be believable in the scenes where he's like training with the other soldiers and they're sword fighting. Like Ben Barnes would be believable as someone who could uh, fight at least decently well. Yeah, also, he can rock the long hair or short hair, depending on what Commodus's hairstyle is. That's a solid, like really solid pick. Um, and that I, was my think... light bulb moment when I thought of him, because I I probably spent half the movie staring at that empty spot on my page. And I thought of him like, oh. I ended up, I ended up with a weird like. I I had someone as a lead, and then I was like, wait, hold on, he might be better as the weird, creepy like villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that person, and I've mentioned him in a previous podcast, but didn't actually cast him as anything. Uh, was Lorenzo Richelmi? I think I'm saying that right, Richelmi. Yeah, I think Richelmi, because yeah. Anyways, the lead from Marco Polo from Marco mm-hmm. Polo series uh, and a few other things. But also on he has like the best crazy eyes on a person who doesn't look crazy. Like he's yeah. just got really striking blue eyes and like a weird kind of a weird smile. So it makes him look a little unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But he's still like kind of handsome and with like the nice curly hair, he can look a little bit kind of foppish. Um, he is Italian, so the accent's, I guess, technically closer. I don't know how that works. I mean, Italians were Romans at one point. 
<laughs> exactly. So that was part of it. That I was like, I think he'll roll for that. Not as uh, also still in good shape. He can actually sword fight, so he's been trained already for that stuff. Yeah. No, I um, like it. That's that's a great pick as well. I really enjoyed that Marco Polo show. Like again, big history nerd over here. So it's it's easy easy to please me with that kind of stuff. Oh, it's so great. Also, another great series with someone being hugged to death. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell you who and where or when, and it'll still get you by surprise. Anytime you see a hug, though, just prepare yeah, yourself. You're going to be on edge. This entire... <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so I think solid pick for it. Uh, he can come off as maybe a little bit spoiled, so that's that's good. Yeah, I could, like... I'm, I'm picturing in my head, and, like, I can see exactly what you mean. He could definitely put on those, like, purple imperial robes and the armor and look like a more tanned Joaquin Phoenix's <laughs> character, kind of. <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah, like I said, it's more of that, like, Joaquin Phoenix in this, he does, like, he looks creepy, but he doesn't look like someone who's also, like, been super spoiled. Like, he doesn't look quite as uh, royal as he could, I think. Yeah, no, no, great points all around. I think that's a, a pretty solid pick as well. Like I said, this is the one, I mean, I even thought of first, the first person I thought of, but I said not to go with it, um oh never mind i'm thinking of something else never mind i'll be spoiling my next pick i'm thinking of the wrong pick yeah oh well speaking of the next pick <laughs> yeah, i mean we might as well get on to it so yeah. next up we're uh we're choosing a character to play maximus decimus meridius commander of the armies of the north general of the felix legions and loyal servant to the true emperor marcus aurelius father to a murdered son husband to a murdered wife and he will have his vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> After you wrote that down. I did write that down. Yeah. I forget. Commando the Felix Legions. And uh, speaking of Maximus Decimus Meridius, I have uh, Chris Hemsworth. Okay, so I am very happy I didn't pick Chris Hemsworth. Hey, it would have been funny if you did. Well, you know what? I know, all- I know. I, he was literally the first thought I had was like, Australian actor, good with yeah. a shaved head. Uh, solid actor, good, like, just, yes, he was my first choice. My but, first choice was actually Richard Madden, but I think he's too short. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, that is like a, hold on, that can't, you can't uh, get people off just because they're too short. No, but, no, like, I like Richard Madden a lot, but he's he's 5'10", which is my height. Like, I don't think it's short, but I think just for Madden. Oh, he's tiny. Like, he's tiny. He needs to be a little taller, more imposing. And Richard Madden is not an imposing guy. He's, that's still also a very good choice. Chris Hemsworth was my first choice, and I thought, I was like, no, maybe you need to think about this a bit more. Also, you cast him in too many movies. You love the guy, but it's starting I, to show a little too much. I, I try not to cast Chris Hemsworth a lot just because he's such an easy pick for stuff, but I'll tell you why I chose him this time. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Um, he is Australian again, so I thought that was kind of fun. Um, if Ushul Crowe can do an accent like that, I'm sure Chris Hemsworth can as well. Yeah. Um, he's pretty much the same age as Russell Crowe was when he uh, did this movie in 2000. So okay. that definitely works. I could see Chris Hemsworth. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is a father with kids, so I could see him doing that role in a movie. He can rock the stubble. Also, he's never really done a sort of historical movie like this. I think he's, like, he was in one that takes place in the 1800s. It was like a, a Moby Dick uh, movie. I yeah, think. I was trying to remember what that was. I was in like, the Heart I- of the Sea. That's what it's called. 
it's weird to have that picture in your mind and you're like, this is a movie I haven't seen, but for some reason I can vividly picture. <laughs> yeah. But I think it'd be so cool seeing Chris Hemsworth play a Roman general turned gladiator. I think he'd be great in the role and be absolutely brutal in the fight scenes. Like I like brutal in a good way. Like he'd be fucking ferocious. Uh, like if if Thor was more of a hardened killer. Yeah, what was what was it? Extraction was the one he's in? Like that, but with yeah. swords. <laughs> exactly. I want to see Chris Hemsworth do more um, historical action movies. And I think he'd be dope as hell playing Maximus. He's definitely uh, in great shape. He's a big enough guy for this. I think he'd be so good. That is, yes, that is a very solid. But I mean, I'm not going to argue with it because I, <laughs> I, I thought of it too. And I was like, but I, yeah, I've already chosen him for a few more things. But I did also, like, I also went, let's go Australian again for some reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I, I had to resist my urge to just recast, like, people from, like, Spartacus. Because I was like, oh, they already know how to do this. <laughs> Shout out to Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus blends and et cetera, et cetera. AMC, whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> But I was looking through, like, the list of kind of uh, Australian actors. I almost did Manu Bennett, who is, like, uh, Crixus in that. In yeah. Spartacus. Because he's got that stern, angry vengeance face. Like, <laughs> he does have vengeance face. Um, but I was like, I don't know if he's, like, he's, he's a really good actor. But I don't know if he has the depth to do, like, charismatic as much as angry. Yes. Um, and even though I am, this is a little bit retreading some ground uh but i went with sam worthington from oh wow okay nice. avatar and the problem is i forgot he was in clash of the titans that's like, okay very similar swordplay stuff but he's got the right i think the right kind of look mm-hmm. uh, like eyes wise like look that russell crowe has in this where it's it's someone who can be like doesn't care about like the rest of the world he's looking after himself he's, it's his he's world weary Yes, exactly. So he is that way in kind of uh, Clash of the Titans, whatever one came first. Um, yes, Clash he, of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, where he's angry at the gods and he doesn't want anyone else's help kind of thing. He's like, no, this is all that matters to me. And that's kind of how Russell Crowe is in this. And he mm. learns to like not be as much that. <laughs> he still wants vengeance, but like soft yeah. vengeance. Yeah, no, so I agree. I, great yeah, and I think he also has the proper line delivery for a lot of this. Um, yeah, I, I like Sam Worthington. Like, he's not in a whole lot of stuff, but everything I've seen him in, I've always been like, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I think he's a solid, just, he's a solid actor, but he never, like, gets those, like, the roles he gets are still lead roles, but they never feel like big roles. Yeah, well, well, sometimes it's, it's in movies that aren't, like, usually, like, I, fuck it, I thought Clash of the Titans was fun. Yeah, uh, Wrath of the Titans was definitely f- kind of forgettable, and I actually <laughs> fucking hate Avatar. But you know, a lot of people love Avatar. I think it's stupid as hell. But Sam Worthington didn't do a bad job in that movie. Yeah, I think I'd probably lean more towards the Clash of the Titans performance. Where, but that's yeah. Anyways, also another Australian. That I was like, well, that's perfect. <laughs> well, speaking of other Australians, I also want to give a shout out. I almost cast Hugh Jackman to play Maximus. <laughs> Which okay. I think he would have done a good job. Think like half old man Logan. Um, well, actually, just think of old man Logan. Kind of, just but. make him like so much older. And the thing is, there's no reason Maximus can't be much older. Like, Sam sure. Worthington's, and I think he's in his 40s. He doesn't really look like he's changed that much, but 
I did aim a little bit older because I was like, I think this guy's been on campaign with the emperor for like 11 years or something. So he's, I think it was two years, but well, two years in, uh, Germania. Yeah, exactly. But he's in general, you don't get general in two years unless you got some, uh, connections or you've been working. I just, I just want to shout out Hugh Jackman because I think he would have done a good job as well in that role. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to shout out then another Australian that I, I, possibly could have done a good job but is wrong for the role entirely and i still Jim Jeffries? <laughs> no. the comedian <laughs> i had i had jai courtney in here is jai courtney australian he is and he's just he's too fun i think is the problem yeah like he has a very fun looking face and it's problematic where i was like that's not right for this role this yeah, is not like, a fun role. when he shaved he's all like baby faced and stuff and then he looks all grizzly like because wasn't he in the um suicide squad movies yes like boomerang it's boomerang as the best part of that movie <laughs> yeah it's funny how he looks so different in spartacus than he does in anything else i he, i know i forgot he was in that actually he looks like a and giant was like, baby man in spartacus <laughs> yeah um yeah anyways that was that's another fun little shout out that like i was like that's he's wrong for this role completely wrong for this role. <laughs> what were you even thinking <laughs> amazing no yeah, i mean so. I, we can we can shout out some of our other our other thoughts because you know we're we got lots of time oh, i got another thought for you uh proximo there's a clear choice for proximo and it is i'm pausing for dramatic effect Long-time cinema swap favorite, Antonio Banderas. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm a big fan Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Anyways, I think he'd be perfect as Proximo. I thought of that. That was the first thing I thought when I started watching this movie. Who was it originally? Um, Oh, uh, shoot. I looked up his name. he died before the movie was done as well. They had to, like, kind of CG. They had to, like, Paul Walker's face on They had to add an extra scene in there. But he is... uh, What's his name? Is it Lawrence Olivier? No, 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 no. He's, he's not really a, like, not a big, big actor. He's a classic actor. Yeah. But he's also, like, he's a classic tough guy actor. Uh, oh, Oliver Reed. Oliver, okay, that's, that's who it was. I knew it was Olivier, Oliver, something. Yeah. I was halfway there. He did a bunch of, I was about to say a bunch of, like, weird B-movie stuff, if I remember correctly. Probably. Well, I mean, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, that was the time for, like, shitty B-movie, like, tough guy action movies. You could bang those out in a week. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the only camera you could get a hold of. With one camera. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and, and let's, let's, give Lucilla, let's give Lucilla her dues. Speed round pick Lucilla. I think um, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll agree to that as well. Solid, sure. like amazing actress. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, can be like, because the Lucilla character. I mean, this is no longer speed round because we're getting into it. She's not like a, a damsel in distress type. Like she, she knows when to not speak up against I, her like I... psycho brother, but also is a badass mom who wants to have him overthrown. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that, like, this is why I wanted to have that shout-out to Connie Nielsen, because I think it's upsetting that she actually didn't get more for this role, because I think she might, like, 
with Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix doing their like ultimate roles, I think she might actually be the best actor in this movie. Yeah. Like she does so much with, she has the most complicated role where she has to say something and act like she's being something, but her character has to act like she's being something. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to tell behind her eyes that she's also scared. And it's just, it's, it's maddening. I was watching this and going like, wow, this is, um, which made me look her up again. And I was like, oh, she was also the mom in Wonder Woman. And that was not a good role. I remember watching that movie and being like, oh, there's a, that woman's playing on a weird accent. <laughs> was she? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's upsetting. Cause I shout out to the original Wonder Woman, not the second one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Chris, we're going to get comments. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84 is a disappointment. Pedro Pascal shouldn't have been the best character in the movie. It should have been. Uh, I mean, Gal Gadot's a shitty actress. Like, she's not a good actor. But, like, she should have been the best part of the movie. Okay, she, she is phenomenal in Fast Five. Fast Five. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Fast Five isn't a movie that's known for its acting. <laughs> Yeah, she actually might be the best actor in that movie. <laughs> yeah, like that's not saying much. Saying you're the best actor in a Fast and Furious movie isn't really like getting you any points. It's like saying you're the best rapper in a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> Luda. Luda. <laughs> and Luda is the best rapper in those movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he's the only... Wait, hold on. No, he's not. Uh, the guy who plays Tyrone also raps. Ty- Tyrese Gibson? Yeah, I think really? so. I think he released an album. I don't think it was very good. Probably I might not. be misremembering that, though. Sounds like something he'd do. Actually, Vin Diesel just released an album last year. What? Yeah. You're lying. I swear to God. I swear to God. Listeners, Forrester, everybody, you can look it up. Vin Diesel released an album. I don't even know what kind of music it was. It might have been like, it wasn't rap, but it might have been like, you know, uh, electric music or something. I don't fucking know. Pop New music. Metal? Pop music. New metal with an N-U. Oh. <laughs> Him, he's a new lead singer for Limp Biscuit. He's actually a swing singer. It's very strange. <laughs> I, actually, he might have a good voice for that. I <laughs> should take that back. <laughs> oh, with me, among the stars. Knowing his personal life, it's probably like fantasy metal, which I'm okay with that as well. He's a big D&D guy. Wow, we've gotten wildly off <laughs> topic at the end of the episode here. These now, are the bonus, quick little bonus bits, and we just like spent 30 minutes talking about it. Exactly. Um, right, let's, Wonder Woman is back we got in. sidetracked on. Let's, uh, let's rein it back in, quickly go through our lists again, and agree that maybe these movies are as good as the original. <laughs> yeah. So I'll start it off, Forrester. Um, okay, so Juba, played by Jason Momoa. Commodus, played by Ben Barnes. Maximus, played by Chris Hemsworth. Also, Emily Blunt and Antonio Banderas and their roles there. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the thing. I, I don't think it's as good. Fair enough. But it's not any shot against you. Yeah. Or your choices. It is just, this movie is, like, so close to being, like, perfectly cast Mm -hmm. that I don't know if there is a way, there certainly doesn't seem to be a way to improve upon it. No. Um, Yeah, I just, (laughs) I don't know if there's a way. The only thing I would say would be, like, the Ben Barnes pick. I think my pick Ben Barnes, he would do as good of a job as Joaquin Phoenix, if not 
oh, maybe see, a little bit more human. So, I well, I was gonna say I think that's actually I think that would probably be my least favorite of your picks because he doesn't have that like theatrical flair that Joaquin Phoenix has. Like oh. I don't think he's I don't think he'd be as like weirdly dramatic and kind of cranky child ish. But I okay, I'll actually I'll say as good because it's definitely a different movie. I don't think it'd win like Thank a you. best actor ones, but it could win best film still. I think it would as well, Forrester. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely best uh, sound editing. <laughs> best original score. We, we still have Hans Zimmer, obviously. They, actually, you know what? They didn't get that one. I looked it up because I was like, there's no way he lost that one. I forget who he lost it to, but it was a, it was a stacked year. So. Huh. Sounds like horse shit to me. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, Forrester, read me your list again, and uh, I'll say some nice things about you. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, so for Juba, I have Winston Duke, mm-hmm. Commodus Lorenzo Riccelmi, or Riccelmi, sorry, uh, Maximus, Sam Worthington, and then Emily Blunt and Antonio Banderas. Of course. As one does. <laughs> As one does. Oh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon won best score. Huh. Random. It is a, that's also a pretty solid score, but oh, I yeah, don't know I'm if sure. I think it's as good. Okay. That was memorable. I think, you know, because um, the way we look at this is if the movie was never made, I'd have to say, I think as good, because I think all those actors would do a really good job bringing this movie to life. Like, it's funny because this, in this part of the show, we compare, but also don't compare. Because we're comparing based on the idea that this never even existed in the first place. <laughs> okay. Which is weird. So I... I think that if it was 2021 and this movie came out and I saw all three of those actors on the poster, I'd be like, I'd, I'd see that for sure. And I think it, they would do a really good job. Again, like, I don't know if we're getting a war, like Oscars, like Russell Crowe and Joaquin, you know, no, I guess he didn't win an Oscar for that, but. They got, like, he got nominated for best supporting. That's oh, did he? Okay. I don't know if we're looking at the same amount of Oscar noms. So I think it's, it's pretty much as good of a movie to watch though. Yeah, I you know what actually I'm gonna say I go back and like yours is definitely uh, I think yours actually might be maybe more financially successful. Well, I like, think, I think some big A-list stars. I think you can actually hang your movie on like the star power of it as well. Mm-hmm. So I think you probably I don't think between our two, I think mine's less likely to be uh, like a big financial success but I think it's going to be one of those ones that people remember fondly and like history people will really love. But you know what, Forrester? It's not Pompeii. So <laughs> I know I kept thinking about that. I was like, Oh, just I, what went wrong there? <laughs> Pompeii is gladiator light. That's all it is. Cause they were like, a volcano. Let's, let's make this a love story instead of a vengeance story. Yeah. And it's much harder that way. I watched Pompeii a few years ago. And I really wanted to like it because Kit Harrington was in the middle of Game of Thrones. He's a hot commodity. I mean, he's still great, but it's like I really wanted it to be decent. Not even good, just like decent, so I didn't have to be like, that movie sucks. But it was pretty dumb. I, it's, it was, I mean, Gladiator's dramatic, but it feels grounded. Pompeii, I think, leaned too far into the drama of things. Pompeii is what, like, 
a film school student who a film school student who really loved Gladiator was making a love letter to Gladiator, but it just didn't work out well. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, wait, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Um, or the director? Fuck, I don't Pompeii know. Pompey is like if Roland Emmerich tried to remake Gladiator. Ugh. Great guy for doing like big disaster stuff and not really a good actor director. Yeah, because it's it's a it is a disaster movie. Like it's weird because the whole disaster part of it is the last like. 15 minutes of the movie like you know what's happening the whole time because <laughs> everyone's heard of pompeii and mount vesuvius so you know it's gonna happen and i feel like they could have to it so slowly throughout the entire movie the story of the, the kit harrington's gladiator character and his also like african best buddy yeah weird um <laughs> i was what was i feel like there's a rock movie los angeles San Andreas. Like, yes, yeah, where the whole movie is basically like the disaster's already striking and he's just trying to like get around and find his family. Yeah. That's probably the right way to do a Pompeii movie. Mm-hmm. Don't lead into it as much. Do like maybe like start in the middle of it or like start kind of very quickly so things are going to happen. I think I just realized my number one gripe with Pompeii is that the movie's only PG-13. Like all of the action and gladiator violence was like toned down and it should have been grittier. It should have been an R-rated movie, cut off some heads, cut off some arms, <laughs> instead of like, you know, slashing dudes and then falling before you even see any blood. Like, I don't like gore in movies, but if there's going to be violence, I want it to be realistic. Otherwise I get taken out of it. Like if somebody gets stabbed with a sword, there should be some blood somewhere on that, on that scene. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think... Uh, I think Gladiator there was only like PG though, but Gladiator was, uh, you know, they they didn't shy away from showing anything. Oh, hold on, maybe it is. Maybe it was rated R. That's yeah, it crazy. is rated R. I mean, it does. It's not that crazy given like the amount of violence, but rarely do movies get that rating just for violence. That's true. Like, there's no nudity in this movie. I realized I was like, there's like none. Yeah, total ripoff. Yeah, I feel like there'd at least be a man butt or something. But give me, give me back to Spartacus. Um, I, the, the most amount of nudity, and I noticed this because I was like, "There's no nudity in this movie." Interesting, except for one of the like female gladiators has like nipples on her breastplate, and I'm like, "That's that's unnecessary." Who well, made this prop? <laughs> at the start, or and at the start, but I guess 40 minutes in, after Russell Crowe is um, kidnapped, you see uh, Jamon Hansu's butt with his weird little um, club. slave yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. That's, that's, that's some man butt. Good call. Anyway, we, we said to the listeners at the top of the episode, this would probably be a shorter one. We've been recording for about an hour, so <laughs> I oh. guess not. Wow, time flies. It's been almost, it's been almost an hour, yeah. Well, we um, just won't cut as much nonsense. I'll do some editing, get this down to 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> just cut us talking about Wonder Woman and all that movie <laughs> stuff at the beginning. <laughs> no, it'll just be that. <laughs> You know, no, I, think, I think this is a good time to, uh, to, to, to wrap it up, to get the listeners back to their work days or so they can keep their eyes on the road or back to whatever lovemaking. I mean, hold on, hold on, Chris. They should have their eyes on the road if they're listening to a podcast. They shouldn't be staring at like 
their device. <laughs> you don't no, need to see this guy. Picturing all of our picks in the movie. Oh, I just have their see. eyes closed the entire episode. Didn't you know that? <laughs> so not a not a good movie for you, uh, long haul truck drivers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, thank you everybody for continuing to listen for enjoying our show. Um, please follow us at Cinema Swap on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we got a Facebook page if you're more old school and you want to find us over there. Uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. If it's got a rate and review system, give us those sweet, sweet five stars because they nourish us more than any good meal could ever do. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, I don't, I subsist entirely upon those and I have been starving, guys. Give us it. <laughs> yeah, he's so gaunt and emaciated. It's disgusting to look at him right now. Yeah, I am Christian Bale in The Mechanic. Mechanic? Exactly. Mechanics? I don't remember. <laughs> and, and whenever we see Forrester trying to eat, we say, no, wait for the ratings to come in. They've slapped so many sandwiches from my hands. Yeah, even though we record remotely, we got a, we got a buzzer that zaps them. <laughs> my collar itches. <laughs> <laughs> you keep that on. Oh, God, we're distracted again. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody, thank you so much. Um, we hope you're enjoying the new episodes in 2021. We're really excited um to keep watching movies and recasting them for you we've got some pretty fun ideas coming down the pipe as well um some fun stuff we want to do when the world is back to normal and we're all uh vaccinated and free to lick each other in public god that's not one of the fun things that's just a bonus uh okay fair enough yeah we're not going to be licking our fans unless they specifically request it via a, a, a mailed letter patreon (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you subscribe five bucks a month we'll come over and lick your cheek (laughs) 10 bucks a month we'll lick the other one Ooh, hot dog sign me up for 15 (laughs) (laughs) um yeah thank you i again everybody you're great we love you the fans um and more important than all of that enjoy your movie watching bye (laughs) bye